two village idiots with a love-hate relationship. See, you got fat. So you still look like a 15-year-old girl, but not hot. Who can't stop arguing over Oklahoma sports. You know what, man? Why am I still talking to you? Come on, we were doing good there, man. It's the Just Okay Sports Podcast. Sooner Nation, Thunder Nation, we are back. This is the Just Okay Sports Pod special live edition for signing day 2024. Um, So again, if you're new here or maybe you just stumble upon this, we talk a lot of Oklahoma sports, mainly Oklahoma Sooner football and a lot of Thunder basketball. Um, But I say the men's hoops team is definitely going to draw us in this year if they keep doing what they're doing. But today it's all about signing day. It is about building the 2024 class. Um for this Sooners team. And so just to let you know before we totally get started, uh, 247 has this class ranked eighth in the country. Rivals has it as the sixth class in the country and on three has it as the ninth class. So either way, you are a top 10 class in the country. So that is what we're going to be celebrating today. Troy will jump on with us in a few minutes as he's just got done with a job interview. But I am joined by my brother, Jared, a.k.a. J-Rod. How are you, sir? Good man, it's uh we're halfway through the week. The holidays coming up, uh, and we got some gifts today. So, I mean, I guess we got exactly what we expected. Yeah, I mean, you you sign. You know, we were talking about this in the uh, the Discord a little bit today, and uh, yeah, like it's funny because I said, you know, the funny thing is, I think with Lincoln, with all the Lincoln stuff and how Lincoln recruited, you had a lot of like last minute commits, last minute decommits, and it was always kind of chaotic, a lot of drama. And this year, not a lot of drama, but I yeah. think people have started to look for it. And that's what's like frustrated me today was like uh, Taylor Tatum was the last one to get his name uh, inked today. And it's like, look, for one, it it wasn't even lunchtime and we had everybody inked. Even 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 we had uh, Tatum inked before lunchtime. So, yeah, it was like a, it. like 11, like 11 a.m. Yeah. that he was inked in. Yeah. Yeah, and he's on West Coast time, so um, you know it, it, it is what it is. I I just it's here's here's my frustration, and this is what I think Sooner Nation needs to uh, my one one my little rant before we get into the good of today. The the drama that you experience under Lincoln, I don't think we're going to see under Venables nearly as much. I know we just had the Caden Green thing, which we haven't even had a chance to really talk about on the pod at at much, but I with drama. <laughs> But Sorry. with uh, but with everything that's going on, you know, you have um, the the whole Tatum thing. Everybody kind of blew that out of proportion. It's like, guys, we have to take, take a step back. We're talking about six or seventeen to eighteen year olds, or sixteen year olds in some cases, or whatever. They're making lifetime decisions. Nobody knows what's going to happen, and I think that's the part where, like, I my my hot take is, I have no problem with somebody saying this could happen, and that's mostly what I at least saw was some of them reporting. He could not sign until February. Right. And it's like, I'm kind of okay with that because again, it's a 17 year old kid. You don't know what they're going to do. Go ask if you know a 17 year old kid, ask him what they want for lunch and then ask him an hour later. And they're going to tell you probably two different things. Like it's, sure. they can't make a decision, let it slide. I think the, 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 the line people need to like, I think you need to hold the cannibals when people come out and they're like, I know that this person's going to do this. Like nobody knows. Like literally, even if, if, a 17-year-old kid walks up to my face and says, I'm going to do this. And then they walk around the corner and five minutes later do something different. Am I gonna is, is anybody gonna be shocked? 
Like, why do we apply a different standard to football players, right? Like, they're still teenagers. So let's accept that. But, yeah, everybody inked. That's crazy. 27, like, think about that. 27 people signed their letter of intent for a class of 27. Maybe 28. Maybe 28. Maybe Maybe 28. There's still definitely hope for 28. Um, And BV even said so in his press conference. But, yeah, I mean, this is one of your things that you get super mad about and get all riled up about um, is the this guy is going to sign here and – uh, you really don't like that. Uh, Baden, um, Modena. Mo. I hope that's I'm... Mo. Oh, is that Mo? Mo? Oh, okay. Mo. I got you. What up, Mo? Boomer to you as well. And uh, Kyle's also in the chat saying, I want all the drama. Uh, no, I don't. I, I love the very mundane day today that we had. And I agree. I think a lot of it's reactionary still to all those years of Lincoln having guys flip um at the last second or decommit at the last second all those things but look like I understand it a little bit today just because all you had heard was everybody was going to sign before BB's presser and all of a sudden he's three-fourths away through the presser and there's no Taylor Tatum and let's be real uh we all know that one of the main schools that was after him with OU was USC and USC is not scared to throw the bag at anybody right um Mm -hmm. you had Larique uh, Relique Brown transferring out, who was one of their running backs. So, I mean, there was, I understand the connecting of the dots, but again, I didn't feel like it needed to be like, okay, he's not going, you know, it needed to just be, I wonder why he's not signed. Like, well, that's and like all said, it I, needs to be. I, I, and that's what I mean. Today, I really had no problem with the reports, is what's funny. Yeah. It's, you know, like, so people were saying he may not. And that's like, okay, well, like, that's, you're really not even making a statement. You're guessing, <laughs> right? But like everybody that just jumped on, I was like, oh my God, here we go again. It's like, okay, like we just have to like chill out as a fan base a little bit um, and pump the brakes. I understand connecting some dots and having some worry, but like the amount of people that I saw on Twitter and in the Discord and whatever being like, oh, he's going to flip and he's not coming to, OU. it's like, bro, like let's just chill out. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, and like I said, and with him, it's like really when you think about it, I think people forget a huge reason he's coming to OU is baseball. Yeah, uh, his relationship with Skip Johnson is huge. Um, so I I didn't really have a whole lot of concerns about it, but you know, again, it it's one of those things. Nothing would have yeah. surprised me. But again, it, let's let's put it in perspective. Let's frame it all again. Even if he didn't, even if he flipped, if you signed twenty six out of twenty seven guys on early signing day, yeah, like two years ago under Lincoln, I think all of us would have been doing backflips. Like, <laughs> um. So just a, a a very different dynamic for this uh, for the signing day, which, by the way, apparently um, I was in a OU space uh, right before this and I'll have to go look for it. But just to continue on the piling on Lincoln Riley train, uh, he uh, there is apparently a, a USA Today article that was not very flattering towards the development process within the USC program um and what they do there so that uh i'll just i I like all the negative i like all the negative going in there it's so wonderful it's even like cameo did you see his tweet the other day talking about the quarterbacks and yes like really when you think about it it's like i i would argue he hasn't even developed anybody it was okay so we this is supposed to we are supposed to talk about this tonight but now you're bringing it up so i gotta go there look i am not going to take away from lincoln riley that he developed 
and brought along Jalen Hurts. I am not going to take away from him that he developed and brought along Kyler Murray. I'm not going to take away from him that he developed and brought along Baker Mayfield and so forth. Now, can he evaluate high school quarterbacks? No, he cannot. Like, he did not do a good job evaluating talent and bringing it in. You cannot deny the jump that Kyler Murray took from Texas A&M to OU. You cannot deny the jump that Baker took from Texas Tech to OU. And Jalen Hurts is probably his best development guy that he has in all of it. And so OU fans trying to say that he had nothing to do with any, I can't go there as much as I hate the guy. Now, when you go through the guys that he chose to take out of high school that were his first choices and that he brought in, it's a joke. Malachi Nelson included just based off what you saw in a spring game is awful. Um, it, it is awful. So, um, I mean, I mean, the, just a quick thing to touch on. It's, I guess my point is the culture he builds doesn't, isn't uh good for like, like Baker has an unbelievable work ethic. Just naturally. He's a very self-motivated guy. Uh, I know people dog on Kyler, but I think when Kyler was at OU, I think he was a very self-motivated guy. Um, and same sure. with Jalen. Jalen's work ethic is incredible. Spencer, we already saw, like, I think that was the concern with him was character. What is he going to do? And that obviously we saw that he didn't develop really any under Lincoln. And Caleb, again, was a guy that was uh, just a freak anyway. But I think he was a very self-motivated guy. But I even would say, like, when you look at his career overall, like, when he when you factor in, like, the USC stuff and everything else, it's like he he start, he regressed, I would say, under o, or under Lincoln the last year. So... Anyway. Spencer? No, uh, Caleb. Oh, yeah, at USC. Yeah, I yeah. think he did regress. I, I think that's fair. So, But look, we want to focus on the signing class, so let's get back there. If you are in the chat, please send questions, thoughts, which we already have one from Kyle. Uh, it says, did y'all hear SEC Mike uh, talking crap on Oklahoma fans because we were upset about the Caden Green situation? No, Kyle, I did not see that. I missed it. Um so I have no idea. If you want to give us some more context, I'd love it. My guess is he probably railed against Oklahoma fa- fans for being just upset without knowing the situation would be my guess. Because, look, I don't think – I. well, let me say this. OU fans, yes, would have been upset no matter what with Caden Green if he leaves based on the fact that he was playing as a true freshman. He was named a captain, which was a something that had never been done before for a true freshman, so forth, so on. But what adds to the context of the situation is – him and his dad came to the OU staff with a number that OU had to get to. OU got to said number. The other thing that adds to the situation is he literally cleaned out his locker in his dorm room while practice was going on so that he could avoid talking to staff and players about leaving. And again, if you want to leave for the bag, I don't like it, but I understand that that's college football right now. But you... At least be man enough to tell your teammates I'm leaving. Be man enough to tell the staff I'm leaving for the bag. That's fine. And look, he went to Missouri, which is closer to home. All those things I can't I can't necessarily be mad about. I don't think it's a good decision for his development. And I don't think it's the best decision. And it's obvious his dad had a big part because multiple reports, including staffers and some folks that we know well, all saying it's true that he, every time he got told, hey, we met your number, he just said, talk to my dad. Talk to my dad. So obviously his dad worked out something 
that OU was never going to be able to overcome. And that's the frustrating part. Like, why don't we actually work this out instead of you just taking a bag and leaving, right? And don't don't bring a number if it was already pretty pretty well done the other way around. And that's where it's just a character issue, both for dad and son, of, again, just talk to people, man. Like It, it's, so it, it very much gave me, like, uh, Marcus Dupree vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like his dad's his dad's chasing the bag. I think, you know, there was multiple reports that Kane was a good teammate, a leader, all those sorts of things. And I feel like just he got in his head about it or whatever. I mean, it was just a wild set of circumstance. I mean, yeah, it is. It's one of those things, like you said, at least have the 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 backbone to go look at your teammates in the face and say, I'm I'm yeah. I'm dipping, you know. Yeah. And so Kyle says, he said uh, the, the SEC Mike's comment was welcome to the SEC and Oklahoma has been doing it for years um, to, I guess, big 12 teams. And, and maybe you're right about that. But again, I think the overall outrage from the fans was not just that he took the bag and left, right? It was the manner in which he did it. It was the manner in which that OU was ready to play SEC ball, right? Money wise and all the stuff and that he just that he just bailed. So but, that's that's that. Yeah, I mean, and like everybody, it's funny to me. Uh, Mizzou is, they signed Williams Nwari. You know, congratulations, all those things. And they had a good season. But yeah. it's like you also had a good season when you were in the weakest the SEC's been in a decade. And their and, schedule and, played and out schedules, as one of the weaker schedules in yeah. all of college football. Yeah. You know, and and even then you had a, well, I won't say generational, but you had one of the top receivers in college football playing on your team. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things of, I, I'm not too scared about them going forward. Uh, I know everybody's like, Oh, it's the, like the Mizzou fans are acting like, Oh, it's the sleeping giant has awoken. And it's like, bro, no, chill out. Like yeah. you need to, you need to pipe down, but well, look, real quick. Cause Mo's got some questions. So I want to hit BV's press conference as well today that he had and talk through a few things he said there, which will lead us into answering your question, Mo there in the chat about, um, about transfers. So, um, look, it wasn't a super long press conference. Um, it, it kicked up about 1030-ish, really more closer to 1040. And then he had somewhere to be at 1110. So it was really only about 30 minutes. And of course, it was a lot of rambling about each player. So um, I would say the one thing that was very evident, and by the way, the one and only Troy is joining. Let's do this. Let's go, um, Troy. Troy Indeed. had a job. At oh, oh, look, look, at, look at him. Look oh. at him. Oh, my God. He's so Oh, I can't say oh, that. I can't say this that. is Whoops. so corporate Troy to the max you're gonna right have now. To, you're going to have to believe it. that. But wow, he just, he just dropped an F bomb. I'm <laughs> Troy. Look in the no, mirror. Jared did. Jared did. I, I did. But look at you. Go look in the mirror and tell me you wouldn't. <laughs> you're handsome, I did, bro. I you're did handsome. send a pic to my wife and, and she had she had a thing or two to say that I cannot repeat on air. Here. So he's wow. he's he's wow. not going to be available. Just putting that kind of stuff things. out there about your wife into all the world. That's that's interesting. Yeah, for okay. the whole YouTube. Are you kidding me? YouTube. Like JC and I, we slap each other's asses and grab each other's asses all the time in public. It's the best. Hey, we got we got <laughs> you Troy, know Troy, that Daryl like Troy and I. Troy and I both cuss live on YouTube, so yeah. we got that out of the way. We're gonna definitely lose our non-explicit status here on YouTube. That's so, on Jared. We um, can say the a word, right? Uh, that technically yeah. is allowed. Yes, yeah, you're that, talking that. about donkeys, right? Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. So what I miss, catch okay. me up. Catch so me here up. we are. We're we're going into the press conference very quickly, and we're also going to talk about transfers because that's what Mo really wants to know. And Mo also says, "Golly, CEO Troy, CEO Troy," <laughs> uh, in the comments. Uh, so here's the deal that I would say were the biggest takeaways from the press conference. Uh, number one. Brent Venables really likes James Nesta, the linebacker commit that they have in there. Um, he will strike you like a rattlesnake was a great coach's line that he dropped in there. Um, he is also a two-sport uh, guy for OU, a lot like uh, Taylor Tatum will be playing baseball. Throws like a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, so that'll be fun for the baseball team. Uh, I thought the second thing that was very uh, shocking, I guess, to a little bit of a degree um, he said that one of the best players in the country is coming to OU in this class, and his name is Eli Bowen. Um, and he was not shy about it. Went on to talk about how when they were recruiting Peyton Bowen, he said, whether you go somewhere else or not, I'm just letting you know I'm coming after your brother because he's one of the best players in the country as well. Um, said that he wouldn't let up going on uh, to get him. So he had very glowing things to say about Eli Bowen. And then the third thing I took away from it was this. Uh, BV talking about, uh, I didn't get the quote fully down right, but basically said this, that this is a game that is becoming more and more transactional college football is with NIL and everything else. He said that OU would continue to do everything in its power to be a program that is relational, but in three years, college football has drastically changed and OU has to change with it. I thought that that was very insightful and a huge statement, because I do think that one of the questions, and I'll ask you guys this, I think kind of one of the things that some people have been afraid of with BV is that he was going to remain a little too old school and not really get on board with the new school. So those were kind of the things from the presser within that. Oh, and also he did say they expected 27 to 28 commits in this signing class with another 10 that would come through the tr transfer portal. Um, so those were all in there. And so Mo, who the next five on that will be, I have no idea, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Troy, what do you think about BV's statements there and a top 10 signing class as is right now? Awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to get my, my bearings here. Um, so, I, so Troy, Troy, let you, me you go, you. Jared, I'm actually getting phone call after phone call right now. You, you go. Okay. Um, well, I, you know, uh i i think that i i did listen to some of the other um shows like i listened to uh like eddie and them talk to some of the recruits some of the interviews i've seen with recruits mm -hmm. and i do still think that um bv's trying to use the we're building great men not just great players uh i do yeah. think he's still very adamant about that i don't think he really cares if you come in as a transfer um or a uh a high school recruit um, I think that's his goal. And that's and it's like it seemed to me and maybe again, maybe this is just me with my crimson colored glasses on. It felt like when they talked about that, when people when the recruits talked about that, like they were very serious um, and very like adamant about that. That was a big thing to them. You know, it wasn't just, well, he's going to develop me into being the top linebacker or whatever. It was, you know, I wanted like they all talked about like it was funny, like I. Out of the ones I watched, nearly every one of them was like, well, what are you going to do? Like they asked him, what are you going to do when you get to campus? Uh, well, I'm going to, you know, I got to study really hard. I've got to work on being, you know, and it was like they literally let off with everything that you really should be doing where it feels like in other programs, you're like, well, I want to be a better, you know, I got to work on my 40 or something. You know what I mean? Like 
Um, it was just a very interesting thing. I think maybe it's just a different kind of concept than we saw from uh, Lincoln and other coaches around the country, not just picking on Lincoln. So, uh, but can, yeah, can just, we do that? Can we keep picking on Lincoln in the oh, transfer portal? 100%. Dude, they're losing everybody. I know this is off topic. They have lost everybody. And AM doesn't have a single five or four star recruit left in their um, <clears throat> 2022 recruiting class. Yeah, that'd be, I think that's right. That's wild. So- so, sorry. So, sorry so Troy, so, so Troy, to, to, to throw it back to you, one thing that yeah. we did talk about earlier, 27 out of 27 recruits are signed, that they've signed their NIL. Or not NIL, sorry, NLI. The, probably the NIL as well, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it all goes together. <laughs> yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, they've, uh, they've, they've all signed, which like we were talking about that earlier to pick on Lincoln. We were like, there wasn't a lot of drama. People were looking for drama. There really wasn't any. Uh, and you know, I said, you're probably not going to like the, the thing I said is the trade-off that we're going to have, you know, under Lincoln, it felt like every year you had like one, two, three guys at the very last minute that would flip mm-hmm. their commitment to OU. And you also, but you also had two or three guys at the last minute, flip their commitment from OU to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think you're going to see that as much under BV. I think that's the trade-off. You're not going to have that fireworks show uh you know december whatever like it's you're done um so you know i think that it's crazy that just the fact like i said the fact that they signed 27 out of their 27 recruits in the early signing period to me is absolutely amazing uh stop sorry um (laughs) this is why we don't go live we don't do this live dude yeah and and just like there's no drama there's no drama jared yeah. There's no drama either way. Like, are is there any possibility of us getting a surprise on somebody coming that we weren't expecting? I think the only two guys left that OU is going to make a push for the number one is Dominic McKinley. I'm um, not talking about the transfer portal. I'm talking about yeah. Talking that, about the, the, he's a yeah, he is yeah, a he's, he's not a transfer. Recruit. He's a that's right. He's not, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and then today, that. which I I don't know how much they were even in on him, but you know, BB's going to make a phone call. Apparently the number one D tackle or D lineman in the country, according to a few services that was supposed to sign with Florida today has said that he will not sign um, and is still considering some options. And I was, is there, say, is there smoke for OU? Not necessarily. Um, well, then I don't, it, get out of here with that. That's speculation. It It is speculation. But again, like you, we know that OU's NIL is good. We know his track record with defenses is good. I mean, I don't. I, anytime a defensive recruit says I'm not signing and I'm open on the market, I gotta believe that BV is well, is in. I mean, case in point, like case in point, Jay. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, um, um, why can I not think of his last night name right now? Jaden. Um, he was a cornerback for us. Jaden um, Davis. 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 Yes, was on a podcast this week. That was Thank not you. Hard. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, he talked about the fact that he was gone. Like he was leaving OU, was already in the process. And the minute that BV was announced as hire, he was like, oh no, I'm definitely open to being here. Like that's the clout that BV has on the defensive side of the ball. That's all I'm I, saying. I, I see what you're saying. Please tell me we're going to talk about that Jaden Davis interview later. Uh, I was going to save it if we podcasted tonight. Off I'm not podcasting again. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Like, 
This is what you get today. Well, okay, then let's get to a few other things very well, quickly. Let's talk about on. the recruiting the f- class, and we'll come right. back to Jaden Davis so that you can dunk on Lincoln Riley yet again because I know that's what you're <laughs> looking for. So let's come right. back to that. But here's my thing. Could you guys very quickly go through, and and if you're in the chat, give us this as well. Who are your top two offensive guys and your top two defensive guys? Troy probably doesn't even know the class, so I'm going to start with Jared. So no, you know what? Through. Start with me, you piece of crap. Oh, okay. Go for it then. Why don't you? Know you? All right, fine. I will. Da, Number one, da, da, da. David, David, <laughs> Davon Mitchell. Oh, you took mine. Okay. Yeah, he, mine. this is why I'm going number one. Um, and number two is Tatum. Nope. Nope. Is EPL. It's EPL. Oh, That's my wow. number two. Okay. Okay. I like um, it. Dude, like I love your notes. By the way, I can't believe I actually pulled this up for this. I know I actually pulled up the flow. But, I see that. But in your notes, and if this is true, that's crazy. He'd be a top twenty NFL combine for his measurables. His bench press. No, that's a fact. He went to the that's Under crazy. Armor camp. He'd have been in the top twenty in the NFL combine last year for his bench press. And, and then we've all seen the the highlight of him running track, like sprint. Yeah, track, uh, like, hundred meter dash and like I'm nine. like okay, all right, dude. <laughs> it looks it looks like it's Photoshop that he's that big of a dude running next to like a five yes. seven sprinter <laughs> and like keeping up. Yes, hundred percent. Um, I will I will say this. So that's on the on the um, offensive side of things. Okay. Okay. On the defensive side of things, the dude that I truly believe, like we can all say the 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 stones, whatever. I think Jaden Jackson is going to be a a world beater. That I you and I were talking about that a week or two ago, Daryl. Yeah. Like he's my dude in this class. Yeah. Like he is the unsung dude. I think he is truly going to be special yes. at that nose tackle or D tackle spot. Right. If we want to go nose tackle, we can actually go five five um, down linemen with him. Yeah. Yeah. But we won't. We won't. But we won't. Um, but you could. But but we could. But we could. Um, and. I'll leave David Stone for one of y'all. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like, uh, after after the weekend, um, what we're seeing out of Koye. Good yeah. gracious. Troy, are we the same person? I'm literally going to like... <laughs> I gave you Stone. I'm taking a Koye. Okay? <laughs> after seeing his highlights, um, over in that, that All-Star game, oh my gosh. Like Those are the two dudes on the D-line that I'm very excited about. Now, Eli, here's a, here's a question I have for you guys. Will we see a starting um starting secondary of Eli and Peyton next year? Not next year. No, I don't think so. Year three. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a year three of of of, of, um, of, Peyton. Peyton. of Peyton, Peyton, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Dude, though? I, I'm telling you, and somebody said this in the Discord today, and I think he might be right. I think if Eli Bowen is one to three inches taller, he's a five star. Yeah, he's. I think his height is the only re like his overall size. But when you watch the tape, dude, he is constantly making plays. He is a very, very good player, and definitely one of those that has the ability. Like when you start talking about who's going to surprise, which we'll talk about in a minute out of this class, he's he's up there. He's so, up there. All right. Is that is that good enough for you, Daryl? That, that was wonderful, Troy. That was actually very shocking, and thank you. It, it was that was such a it was a. I'm kid. not hey. stupid. Look at Let's... me. I, I look fantastic. I look like a CEO right now, dude. By the way, I just have to tell you, Mo in the chat says mid taper zero fade two and a half inch top. Where'd you get your haircut, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey Mo, 
so I've been going to this one. Um, oh my gosh! This one uh, person for six years, six and a half years. I spend way too much on my haircut. I do I go, <laughs> every four weeks. I spend fifty bucks on my haircut. Hey, when you're yeah, that's, yeah, I say mine's. Dude, mine's the uh, that's the same like my guy here. I say actual barber because I used to go to like she did like everybody's hair right, but she worked at a salon. But it's like the same woman I've gone to since I was in like seventh mm-hmm. grade, literally. And then I move here and I had to find somebody new and I actually went to a barber and it's like 50 bucks, but it's like, dude, he like trims your beard. And yeah. Like, like, did you get straight razor treatment? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I dude, I've had the straight razor a couple times. I can't do it. Have you got it, Daryl? The straight yeah. razor treatment? Oh, hundred percent. It freaks me out when they, when they polish that blade off and they like open it up and they bring it to you, like to your neck. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. This is the, my time. Okay. <laughs> hey, Every on time. this uh, on this two best on each side. Before I get to Jared, Mo in the chat does say this: Autry and Iasosa um, on offense are his two, and Okoye and Wyatt Gilmore are his two on defense. Which those are, I mean, Okoye he's right in line with Troy, and Wyatt Gilmore is one to watch for sure. Is so. Gilmore gonna? Play, could he play tight end? Yes. Is he going to play tight end? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think there's a now the guy that I would keep an eye on that can play both. Um, obvious is for me is Kaiser, the Santa Fe kid that's going to be a preferred walk on that plays D line for Santa Fe, but also plays some tight end. Now, I think there could be some experimentation um, with him for sure. So, so Jared, give me word, your though. give me your two uh, offense and okay. defense. I you know what? Screw Troy. I'm going to take Davin Mitchell also because I told you this before the pot even started. Yeah, like Davin Mitchell to me is he's got all the the tools to be uh like a Mark Andrews-esque player or something like he's got the size the speed the dude moves like if you just put him on there had no reference to how big he is he moves like he's way smaller but then it's just a yeah. a massive human being uh so i think he's going to be really big um and then i guess the other guy I, i'll go cuz i don't want to steal you said Tatum is your other one didn't you Troy no, 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 I did EPL. EPL. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I think I'll take Tatum. Dude, Tatum is, dude, Tatum's good. And he plays in a competitive league. Like the dude, just watch his film. And it's like, man, he is physically there. And, um, you know, I think he's a guy that, uh, I f- he gives me that vibe of a guy that could be a day one. If, you know, obviously they've got some guys in that room right now, but he's also got the tools that he can push for time day one. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we'll see. You know, you've got Hicks and some other guys that I, I said that about too. So, um, and then on the defensive side, man, I guess I'm gonna again screw you, Troy. Danny Koye is my dude. Um, is he better than Stone? Is he better than David Stone? I don't know that you can compare them because they play such different positions. I just did. So make you say yes or no. I think in the long run, Stone will be. Yeah, I think Stone is the has the higher ceiling. I'll okay. put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. but, but I mean, Okoye is a freak, man. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're not. Okoye gives me like those vibes of like um, an attitude player. Like when you watch his film, he gives me that attitude player of. Uh, his tape like is a... Von Miller, dude. That's what his tape reminds me of. He looks like Von because he's constantly standing up on the edge and then just wreaking havoc everywhere. That's, yeah, I was going to say like the, the comparison for an OU comparison is like a. Uh, Rufix Alexander, where he's just always there, and mm-hmm. he's just violent when he gets there. Even if he yeah. doesn't make the play, he's just one of those dudes that's always there. Um, and then 
I'll leave David Stone for Daryl. Yeah, like let me don't let me preface this by saying David Stone is a is phenomenal. And don't think that we none of us are excited about what David Stone is yes. and what he can be. Uh we're very excited. But I just don't want to pick the low hanging fruit because that's what everybody's gonna pick being the was he like the yeah, it's almost like he grabbed David Stone and put him here and go, we all know he's going to be good. Like, right? Yeah. Like, and he's going to play early and often. Like, he's over here. Who are the people outside Which, of David Stone in this class? Before I name my last guy or my second guy on defense, just shout out to Stone for being like a leader, being a vocal guy about OU throughout the process yes. once he committed. Yes. yes. Like, shout out to him for that. It seems like he also spearheaded like some of the text groups they had and all these other things. So, you know, shout out to him for that. Uh, Maybe maybe Gerald McCoy esque, you know, by the time he's done, you know, um, very in love with OU. But the guy I'm going to go with is um, Nigel Smith. Uh, I mean, Nigel Smith, dude, he again, like this is the thing we were talking about is like you have guys that are physically talented and are athletic, but you watch Nigel Smith's tape and the dude can just be violent. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and that's what again, we we raved about that the last class. And again, that's something that's a different philosophy of having those guys that are just pure violent. Like you can have a guy that can run, you know, it's great to have a guy that's 6'3, 240 and runs a 4440 or whatever. That's great. But if he can't hit anybody or he's scared to hit anybody, he's not going to play defense very well. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that in a lot of these guys. These guys love to get physical, they love to throw people to the ground. It's just when I watch his tape, he's just, again, another attitude guy that I love to see. So, all right. I don't know if you guys have you guys talked about Okoye much before a I jumped bit. on a little bit. Not about not very. We didn't really get to. We hadn't even really dove into the class before you got on. Did you talk about the quote that he gave to George Stoya about the fact that the vibes from Lincoln had him going yeah. elsewhere, and then yeah. when BV came in, it changed. Yeah, we have not talked about it, but here's the I'm here's the quote. Since we're on Okoye, here's the actual quote. I wasn't actually too big on Oklahoma at the start. That was really because of the way Lincoln Riley had influenced me. When Venables took over, I just saw a totally different vibe. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I mean, look, man, we're better off with it for sure. So um, with the BV, there's... Who's yours, Daryl? On the defense, Jared actually took one of mine, and I'm sticking with it. Um, Nigel Smith. My The only thing that it's going to be interesting with Nigel to me is what they do with him. And I put that in our notes about this class. He's 6'5", 260 right now and the fact that he's six five and like the way he's built it would just be interesting if they're going to choose to get him to like 285 290 and slide him inside to more of a two or three technique or are they going to just keep him where he's at and really work on his flexibility and his athleticism and his strength and keep him out on the edge at more of a defensive end i think he could excel in the sec if you moved him in because I think his athleticism where it is right now is mid-SEC level for a D-end, but I think he could maintain a lot of that athleticism if you moved him inside and made him more of a D-tackle type position guy. And then his length is just dumb. I mean, 6'5 is unreal. Um, And that's the thing, Jared. I would say he is violent, but here's my thing. He looks like he's sleepwalking in every game in high school. Like, it's not that he's not emotional. It's just like, yeah, I did that. Like, of course I did, you know, like there's just not, he makes it all look so easy that that is one of those things I look for on tape to transition to the next level. Well, right? yeah, I was going to say like, there's a, I, I know you're talking about, there's a, I could, that's funny. There's a play in my head that I remember watching in his highlight where he literally just 
throws a good size like tie tackle to the ground like a rag doll and then gets sacks the quarterback and just is like yep and then it's yeah. like walks back like nothing happened it's like, like it's barry like, sanders like right like barry yeah. sanders would juke seven people and just get tackled and be like yeah of course I yeah can. it looks like, like barry sanders was playing in the backyard with a bunch of kids yeah. that's so what yeah he's one for me the other guy that i um i think is the best on defense man it's tough but i uh, I'm going to go with Jaden Jackson. I mean, you, Troy, we talked about it. We picked him, but I think those two guys are are going to be two. And again, not to say David Stone isn't, not to say Okoye isn't, which, by the way, Okoye impressed me greatly in that Army game. Because remember, Okoye comes from a homeschool division of high school football. So he looks great on tape in high school because he's literally an absolute alien compared to everyone that he's playing. But for him to go to the Army Bowl, which again is not what it used to be, and to excel the way he did, I think says a lot about him moving forward. I really, really do. Um, so it, it, it's been really, really good. Um, and so I, I think those two offensively, I'm going to go with a, a surpriser on everybody, I think. I think I'm going to go with a surpriser, but I think a guy that's going to make a big impact that I really, really like on offense is Zion Reagans. I knew you're going to say Zion. I 100% Dude, knew you're going to say Zion. That burst he has is dumb. It, it it is very Hollywood Brown. There is a play in particular. He runs like a slant, and he's got two guys converging on him, and it looks like he's going to get decapitated as he catches the ball. But as soon as his foot hit the ground, he goes. And then there's two safeties coming in, and he literally just splits them and goes for 70 yards. And, like, nobody can get the angle on him. It is it is unreal, the burst that that guy has. Like, he's good, and he runs good routes. He catches the ball. Like, he is an all-around guy. It's just that he's small. That's the only reason nobody knows about this guy. And so well, I he, love, love him. He's got, he's got the speed he can't coach. Like, it's yeah. just dumb. yeah. And then, I mean, the other guy is Davin Mitchell. I mean, as far as the two best on offense, Davin Mitchell is is there. I mean, it's a he, travesty that he wasn't a five star. Yeah, honestly, yeah, well, he was. He was reclassification. He was in the twenty twenty five. Was oh, he? I know, I know. Yeah. But be, just because he it reclassified, it he's does, he's probably better than everybody every tight end recruit this year. Like, let's be honest. Josh I, I like, question said it best. You tell me that there are four or five better tight ends than him in this twenty four class right now. I don't care how old he is. Tell dude, me who I, it is. I truly think that dude is going to start day one. I truly think he's going to start day one. Yes. And he could be an, a legit weapon in the SEC day one. Yes. So, okay. Is, he's he's an, and he's uh, an early enrollee too, isn't he? Yes. So, I mean, think about that. Like, look at him, 6'4", 245. Give him a summer with like a spring and a, a summer. A winter with, and with, a summer, which dude, is. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. He Look, and this is one of our questions, and I think we're all saying it. So let's just go ahead and go to the guy who has the biggest impact out of this class from Mitchell. the 2024 class, who Good has question. the biggest impact. And I think it's Mitchell, too. Yeah. Like, I re, here's the deal, man. Like, we haven't talked. Like, people are excited about Davin Mitchell. Don't get me wrong. But we've been so obsessed with defense, like trying to get back to where it is. I don't think that we're understanding that Davin Mitchell is literally an Adrian Peterson at his position. Well, Tatum is actually an Adrian Peterson at his position. No, no, number one running back. Yeah. 
but do you understand what I'm saying? Like what I, I mean I'm by just that is, you crap. <laughs> I know, but from a physical, physical standpoint, like people talk about Adrian Peterson came in as a freshman. Everybody went, that's a dude. Now he's a dude. Now Davin and like somebody, uh, Mo said this, I believe in the, in the discord today, um, he was talking about, he goes, dude, but he's only like 16, 17 years old. He can't. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. This is a guy that can leave high school as a junior and have an impact in college. He's that good. And literally he could play tight end or wide receiver for OU. Like he's that good athletically. He could be a wide receiver at his build. So that's my guy that I think has the biggest impact in 2024 for OU. I, and I don't think it's even close for me personally. I, I agree. I will also throw in David Stone. I know we've got guys there, but I yeah. truly do think like David Stone, I, I think David Stone has first round talent in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and if he keeps his head on straight, listens to BV and, and staff, like the dude could be a top 15 Let's, pick. So here's, here's a guy that I'm going to throw as an under the radar pick. Okay. The, uh, I, I don't know how to say his last name. Oka, Oka Nanami or is that how you say it? I don't really know. The England. Player. Oh, Akankumi. Akankumi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, like listening to his interviews and stuff, I think he's a dude that just has a really good attitude. I think he's going to have like the transition is going to be tough for him yeah. playing in an English league and then coming over and playing, you know, big, big boy D1 football. But like his interview, it's like if you listen to him talk, he's not there to mess around. Like he no. was very much. He's like, he's like, look, like I talked to. Like he was talking about how he talks to Coach B like almost every day and is talking to him like watching film. Like he gives in that sort of in like the attitude realm, he gives me like that Caleb Williams vibe of just like one. Like he's just in love with football, is wanting to get better at his craft. You know, there was rumors about that with you know as much as you know we all hate Lincoln about how he talked to Lincoln and they watched film together all the time and all that whenever he was committed. Kind of gives me that vibe. It's like a dude. I think that if he can physically get everything situated. It may be a year or two, but I think he's a dude that could like actually make an impact. I think he could be an well. If if we're talking about day one impacts, it's Devin yeah. Mitchell, yeah, right. It is David Stone, yeah. And I truly think after doing a lot more research on on him, EPL could be a starter day one, depending depending on what we do on the portal. But right. look look at how much we lost. Why wouldn't he get a shot? Yeah, he's got to get a shot. He's got to get a shot. So, so the, the, the only the only concern with him to me is you see so many of those offensive linemen guys and D line, but you see the trench guys, absolute athletic freaks, and then they just don't pan out to on the field product production, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but so you gotta have your head like, screwed on straight. Like Andrew Rame is that dude, right? He yeah. he's gonna test well at the combine, but he's he's a, he's an idiot up here, and so <laughs> like. Uh, just call yeah. it how it is. He's a lazy, he's a lazy bomb. And so like you get somebody like EPL that feels like he's got his head screwed on straight. Yeah. But maybe not. Who knows? Like we you don't never know. know. These kids. You never like, know until they kids. get I there. Just, yeah. I do just want to say like the worst nightmare, if I was ever to play, I mean, obviously I'd never play defense, but if I was, and I saw a dude that's, I don't even remember what his measurables are, but like that large of a human being running at you at well, sprinter speeds. Like, yeah. just go ahead and just, I'm going to start digging my own grave. At that well, point. and that's the thing too, right? Like that, I, that's like the unicorn you're looking for at O-line, right? Like a guy right. that can bench press 225 pounds over 20 reps in his junior year of high school, 
That's the strength you're looking for. He's already at 330, so he's got the size you're looking for. And then you watch that guy run a 12900. Like he does, there's nothing he doesn't have in the toolbox. So now it really is mental. Can he handle the mental stuff that Beaton Bow's going to throw at him? Can he handle really hard coaching? And that's everything that we never talk about a lot is some of these guys are so talented in high school, they don't get coached hard because high school coaches are terrified of running them off because now you have transfer rules in high school just like you do in college, right? And Beatenbow does not care. He is going to grind on you every single day to be great. Can you handle that? Those are going to be, but tool-wise, he's got everything. And honestly, if he will listen and let um, uh, Schmitty grind on him, his body needs to be needs to be put together a little bit more. He needs to be chiseled out a little bit more. I see that, Troy. Just stop. I know your wife. Daryl was on his knees earlier, so don't worry about it. All right. So, um, boy. Uh, So, anyways, that's going to be the thing with him is will he commit himself to those things? And if he does, I mean, holy cow. Like, the sky is the limit for him on, on everything. He's been a massive get that I didn't think OU would get in this class um, on the O-line. He is the crown jewel offensive line-wise, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and he they pulled him last minute. So yeah. uh, kudos. Like I said, it again, we there's going to be more transfers, it sounds like, or they're going to be chasing more transfers, it yes. sounds like. But again, I like I said, I just can't. To me, it's like I can't overstate enough. You signed 27 out of 27 guys yes. in the early signing period before lunchtime. That's just nuts. Can, can we, can we, can like to add to that, Jared? Is BV's policy no more visits? Like everybody, everybody calls them out for it, but guess what works? Yeah. No drama days. Well, and then that's it. So again, I, I would, you know, not to plug other, like the, there's plenty of other shows and they, some of those guys interviewed the, the commits and stuff. And it's funny to me because it's like, you can tell again, maybe with some of David Stone, but it's like, they were just all talking about how they had these groups and like we text every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. Like I was in like, even I don't remember who it was there. And I think it may have been a Koye. And he's like, yo, last night, like it was like me and stone and somebody else were playing Fortnite. He's like, dude, we played Fortnite for like three or four hours together. Like they're interacting with each other constantly. Like they've already started building those bonds and that brotherhood with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, well, we have a text group and like every once in a while, somebody will, you know, say something. It's like, from what they're saying, they've already started building that in a very strong way. So you didn't see that under the previous regime. Yeah. I, mean, I think an under under the radar guy, by the way, another one is sorry, I just looking through some of the class is somebody that had a great senior senior year, Mike Hawkins. I know yes. he's raw. No, but the dude had a great Senior year. Troy, one of my questions in here is who's going to be the biggest surprise out of this class? So I, and that's a question I had. So I'm stealing. Mike Hawkins is my guy. Mike I Hawkins think every, is your guy. Uh, dude, like, and I, I honestly, and I honestly think he, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think JFA is your starter. Yes. But he is not going to take that. Like, he's not going to take that as an answer. He's going to push. He's hard. he's good, guys. And dude, like he's really dude, good. He had, what, Here's like, the thing. Here's like, the thing with twelve hundred yards rushing and almost four thousand yards passing. The problem with him was this: he went to the he went to Elite Eleven, and it was gross. Like I'll just be straight up with you. I saw some of the tape from Elite yeah, Eleven. Yeah, it, it wasn't good, and it was terrible. 
it was not just bad. It was, t I mean, it was literally on the level of, dang, I don't know that they should have invited this guy out to this thing. Like, it was that level bad. Now, he gets on the field, and it is dots. It is dots. Like, And look, I think that there's a reality to some guys don't do great when the lights are on. Some guys don't do great in that camp setting where it's just, 5,000 people watching and taking photos and video of you, and you just got to throw a ball here or there. But when the moment's big, he plays big. He plays real big. And I don't yeah. think he's going to steal the job from JFA. I want to be very clear on that. But I will say this. I'm not scared when JFA leaves that we're not going to have someone behind him. And I'm not scared if JFA went down with, a, with an injury that we're not going to have somebody to ball behind him with Mike Hawkins. I, I mean, I think here's the thing. I even heard, I don't remember who it was. I heard talk about this and it like really made it like clicked as an explanation for that about the elite 11. You put Mike Hawkins in a state championship game. He's got everything on the line. He wants to win. He's a competitor. You put him in an elite 11. It's like, yeah, I want to do better, but there's not really anything on the line. Like this is a camp. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, something for so, me to go. Some dudes are gamers. Some dudes yeah. are gamers. Yeah. You know, and it seems like he's a gamer. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to give you two. One is, Jaden Jackson, but I don't know if we can actually say that, but he's a three-star in a lot of a lot of the services. Yeah. Um, the dude that I think will come in and maybe not be a, a true running back, but is going to be the Dimitri Flowers of the next four years, three years, oh. Xavier Robinson. I love this guy. I'm telling will, you. He's not going to be Dimitri Flowers. I think he could. He's huge. Yeah, he's going to play running back. And I, if I, don't, you I don't, I don't know. Okay, you, you go. Look, here's the deal. I went and watched him in person from the sideline. I was five right. feet away from at the Shawnee game. Again, here's another guy, and I put this in the notes. If he will truly commit himself nutritionally and strength and conditioning wise, he's going to be the best running back that's on the roster. Period. Over Tatum, he is Derrick Henry reborn. Yes, he's right now. He's six two two twenty one. Yeah, and it's and I'm telling you right now, it's not an impressive 221. That's what I'm saying. If he actually commits himself nutritionally and to strength and conditioning, he's going to get faster. He is going to get stronger. And he already has shake in his game right now that guys that size should not have. And if he commits himself, he's going to be 225 of absolutely dangerous. Because you're not going to know if he's going to put shake on you or if he's going to send you to the morgue. Like, that's the choices that you're going to have. It is a business decision every time he touches the ball. He's not a finished product yet, but I don't think he is a fullback kind of guy for them. I think he's a running back. Right now, today, Tatum is the better of the two. In two years, can Xavier Robinson take over that position and be the best one on the roster? Yeah. He, dude, all, his all feet saying, are unreal. All I'm saying is if he was to stay bulked up but added muscle behind it That's and, what not I'm lost, saying. and not lost weight, he could be the Dimitri. He could blow dudes up. And I know he could be, he could be the, like the both. Like you put Tatum in the backfield with Xavier Robinson, flare him out, and if you yeah. get him to learn technique on, on blocking, reading blitzes, things like that, all of a sudden you've got Dimitri Flowers in spades Plus a dude that you like, hey, we can we can split you out. We can do whatever. And he's a mismatch everywhere on the field. I mean, I don't disagree. I just don't think I don't think 
that's their plan to use him that way. You don't know their plan. And I also don't believe that when you really watch his tape, that this is a guy that you want to limit to fullback. I mean, I think he's that good. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Fine. Just disagree with me. Look, <laughs> so I, I guess I'm I guess I'm gonna take the easy one that we've already talked about a little bit as my under the radar guy, so to speak, and that's Eli Bowen. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he's going to I think it's gonna be hard for him to press for much time this year, but he's a dude that again, like we talked about, I, I really do think when you watch his tape, like you said, if he was just a little bit taller, was he five five nine? If he was closer okay. to six foot, I don't know how he's not a five star, to be honest with you. The dude's nuts. Uh so it'd be crazy to see him and and uh Peyton together. Oh god. Um but it, again, you know, the thing that you know we could talk about him in a lot of ways, but the dude's the I, I saw I think somebody in the Discord said this too. Dude is not afraid to just go hit somebody. Um no, he's not afraid of tackling. Cool. So I do like that about him. So that's that's my guy. I mean, but like honestly, like it's it's this team has a lot of guys like that though. You know, like so there's a lot. It's it's honestly hard to pick a Wyatt Gilmore's an under the radar guy yeah, that could good, be good something. Nesta, I mean, Nesta. And that's the thing with BV though, right? And that's it's one of the things I really like about his philosophy, at least what I perceive to be his philosophy in recruiting. Not only does he look for guys that are like, he doesn't care what the ranking is and he just sees something there, but he also, it feels like even like his transfers, he tries to grab half the transfers that are guys that are impact right now and make everything work right now. And then about half of them are guys that eh, they have some tools, but here's the thing. They're going to work so incredibly hard that the guy in front of them is going to feel the heat from them, right? Like they're not better than the person in front of them, but because of their work ethic, the guy in front of them can't lax because the guy behind him that's not as good is going to outwork him and outplay him and make him lose a job. Like, well, and I think he does that in recruiting a little bit too, that he just finds these gym rat guys that maybe aren't as talented as the guy in front of them, but they're going to work so incredibly hard that it drives everybody forward. I, well, and if you look at a lot of the guys, it's like a lot of the guys we've talked about. Again, we talk about, well, that guy's got speed you can't coach. It's like, how many guys does he go find that have a lot of physical tools too? And it's just like a lot of them, it's like, well, they need to, like their product is they need to work on coverage or they need to work on, you know, just being more instinctual. It's like, those are things you can coach. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big thing for him, I think. Uh, but it's it goes beyond the let's just go get a crap ton of athletes and hope for the best. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's the guys that are that athletic, but have a crazy work ethic that are mm -hmm. like, he's really finding that like balance between the two. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes, Troy. <laughs> um, I don't like Missouri right now. <laughs> I, I don't like their fan base. They get one whiff of success and all of a sudden they're Alabama or Georgia. Like, yeah, we even talked about we, we talked about this earlier, Troy. I, and I said this: the biggest fraud in college football this year was Missouri. But yeah, the man. here's here's the problem, though: they're getting some recruits. But where did they end up on the recruiting rankings? Do you guys know? Twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah. Oh, you can't hang with Missouri and recruiting trail can't with the it. number one player in the class. With the number one player, and you got you can't even get top twenty, y'all. 
Go go take a seat. Daddy's coming to the SEC. <laughs> it's I mean, we talked about this. The SEC this year was as weak as it's been in a decade. That's not to say it wasn't a good league, tough league. And just overall, their schedule sucked. They had a yeah. weak schedule. They did. And and the good it, teams they played owned them. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Well, like they I said, them. and they had, and I would say, uh, I forget his name. I, I don't know why his name is be the receiver that they had. Luther Burden. Luther Burden. Probably he's, very, the, he's very good. He's probably the second best receiver in college football. He's... He's, there's a, there's I would go some, that. I would one, go that far. One service has him going number one when he goes to, when he comes out for the draft, going number one. He'll probably be the number one receiver taken for sure. I mean, I, I think unless there's an injury or something, that's there's no doubt about that. Well, so, Marvin Harrison Jr. Can he not come out this year? No, I thought he. he oh, is. can he not? No, but Luther oh, okay. cannot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Luther can't this year, but oh, okay. But yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Marvin, Marvin, Harrison, uh, oh, Marvin Harrison, like he'd be stupid to go back to school. Yeah. 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 He needs to go that there's way more money for it in him. Okay. So this, I know this sounds like a weird question, but I'm just curious. So we've talked about who you think are the best players per se. We've talked about, you know, who could have the biggest impact, but I, I kind of deemed that Jared a few years ago had a guy he wasn't sure, but he had like hope for, right? And Kip Lewis. That was kind of his guy that it was like, I mean, he's not the best in the class. He's not a guy that I guarantee he's going to have impact later on, but he's just my guy. Like that's my dude that I am, I'm rolling with regardless of what happens. So I'm just curious, do you have a ride or die in this class that even if they don't make an impact next year, you still are going to believe that somewhere along the way they're going to be a player for this team. And they may not be the best, but it's just your part. There's just something about them that here. you like and you're rolling with. So, Jared, I because you totally understand what I'm asking here, I'll go with you first. Look, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna pick a cheaper pick, but I'll 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 sweeten it by adding a prediction. Davin Mitchell is my dude. I think he's an all-American by the time he leaves. All right, I'm going away from Davin Mitchell because I don't yes. even think it's like a possibility. Like I think it is a certainty. I would put a lot of money down that he would. Um, <laughs> but the dude that I'm kind of, I'm I'm riding with. I've I've said his name a lot. I'm I'm going between two guys on the defensive side. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Nobody's brought him up. I'm gonna go Reggie Powers. Ooh, I like this. Oh, I do like. I that. like this ride or die pick. I love Reggie Powers. He's not going to play day one. No, nope. we've got we got dudes in the secondary, right? Right. But when it comes down to it, maybe sophomore year, maybe he starts opposite Peyton. Never know. Maybe he's a cheetah, right? Yeah. Um, after McCall leaves, I think eventually that dude is is going to make a very large name for himself. I like that one. I, I like Reggie Powers is very intriguing to me. Very, very intriguing. I'm going to go with a name that nobody was expecting me to say. And we haven't talked about him once yet. But my guy in this class that I just love, start to finish, is Jeremiah Newcomb. I that just dude, had him pulled up. Oh, my gosh. Right. I love this dude. Like, number one. He played quarterback and safety for his team. And when I say he played quarterback, I'm not talking about 10 spots of playing wildcat quarterback. He threw the ball. 
He literally played quarterback for them and played safety, which tells me he can hold a lot of information in his head and he can also process. There was one throw he threw where he legitimately threw his guy open. Like he knew I need to put the ball here and put it there, which again, when you are under pressure and there's 5,000 things going on, for your brain to click and fire, my guy's there, it's one-on-one, but I need to throw the ball six inches over here in the midst of a game. Shows that he processes fast. I don't think he's a day one guy at all, but I think junior year, if he will stick with it and stick with BV, I I just think this is a guy that's going to contribute in some way, shape, or form. And that's what he showed in high school. He's just a ball player. He just wants to play football. Yeah, I, so I guess to give you a, a, a under the more under the radar guy, I'd say Wyatt Gilmore is my dude. I like like I Wyatt like him Gilmore. a lot. And I he, by the way, we just that's, he wakes up choosing violence. I will yeah, say yeah, that in his yeah. tape, he wakes up choosing. Violence. We just have we just have so so many dudes on the D line. Yeah, so many dudes on best D line class we brought in in two decades. Yeah, probably uh, yeah. maybe guys and overall. BV's doing this the right way. We're going to the SEC. It's going to be hell on earth, right? Yeah. But guess what he's doing? He's building it in the trenches first. Yeah. That's what you have to do against SEC competition. Like if you get pushed around the trenches, you can't do crap anywhere. Like, like you know, and that and that's and again, that's why I keep harping on the physicality and the violence. And you know, to go back to him, uh, EPL, like watch EPL. Yes. that dude is a mauler. Yes, like there, finishes every. Yes, I love that one, about him. Yes, there was one way where he knocked the dude like literally. He was like fifteen yards out of bounds, just mauling his <laughs> yes. guy. I was like, bro, they're gonna like arrest him if he keeps this up. Um, yeah, EPL is is a dude that that's what I'd give him. Like you said, if he can get in between the years, if he gets that figured out, yeah, that dude has the attitude just to say, I'm gonna put you in the dirt and keep you there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So. Can, well, we, man. can we talk about some oh. fun stuff now? Yeah. What What do you got, Troy? Did you guys see the Thunders win against the Nuggies? <laughs> Bro. That was a healthy Nuggets team. That was a healthy Nuggets team. And the first time we played them, Chet got pushed around by Jokic. Yes. This time, he did not get pushed around by Jokic. No. He, in fact, he had eight or nine blocks in that game. Nine, I think. Um, and right now, he is playing with so much confidence. Yeah. Chet is Chet is an all-star right now. Yeah. That's wild to say. And Shea is a top three player in the game this year. Wow. I was I was thinking five, but three. No. Like here's the thing. Right now on the MVP ladder, he's one or two. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. 100%. It's him and Embiid at the moment. Jokic will get in there. Jokic had a little dip, has had a little dip. But it's it's Shea and Embiid right now going back and forth. Embiid's putting up wild numbers too. You, you know what's funny is hello to Black Hat in the chat, by the way, as well. So, uh, so just I, saying hello. By, by the way, one of my uh, one of my boys, big Sixers fan, and he was preseason. He said Thunder were two to three years away from being playoff contending team. And I was like, no, dude, we're we're there. We're gonna be there. And I texted him the other day a picture of the standings. He was like, touche. <laughs> well, um, now Chet is third. After the last two games, he's third in the NBA in blocks at 2.8. Shea is number one in steals. By He's averaging 2.8 steals. The next closest is Paul George at 1.8 steals. Holy cow. 
That is like that is a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive. The Thunder are fun to watch. Dude. Speaking like can we just talk about basketball. Can we just say Oklahoma's the Mecca of, of basketball? We got the Thunder and the OU's men's basketball far, team's top 10. Yeah. Dude, men's team. Okay, look. They're good. I, they're real good. Did you see the Providence game? Yes, and Providence beat uh, Marquette. That's what I'm saying. Like, And again, it's hard to do the, the comparative stuff like that. But, I mean, again, it just shows that, that Providence was not just an okay team. They're a good team. And OU handled them. Now, look, look, tonight's the tonight yeah, is. Yeah, I was the, gonna say is the tonight's litmus test. The night. <laughs> this is the litmus test tonight. Yeah, tonight, and then I think they play. Is it this weekend that they play Kansas as well? Don't they have both of them this week? Well, that I'll tell you. I got. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Um, it's uh, Central Arkansas. Uh, so we get through, go through Christmas because it's Christmas this week. Okay, and so on next. Wednesday or no next Thursday they play Central Arkansas they no it's Central Arkansas Monmouth then Iowa State then TCU no ranked opponent until uh, January 13th against Kansas at the fog at the fog those two games if if Oklahoma can beat North Carolina tonight which is that's a big if that's a big honestly big if if they can they will be undefeated they should be undefeated going into that Kansas game in uh, in Kansas. Like, yeah, yeah. If they be if they be in North Carolina, five. they'll be a top five team. Right? Top five, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, big, 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 big ask. But look, regardless of that, I understand everybody's like waiting for the you know the other shoe to fall or the you know everything to fall apart. Dude, they're just a fun team to watch. Yes, just yeah. so like literally, like I, at the same time, it's like even if they didn't win a game the rest of the year, I'd probably love watching every game because they're just that fun to watch. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it says a lot about Porter, right? As far as like yes, him being willing to adapt to what he has because last year, I mean, granted, he didn't have much talent. Okay, I get that. But it was boring basketball. It was just not fun to watch at all. Defensively, they played hard. But on offense, man, but now they're running the floor. They're throwing oops. Like they are, it is a very, very fun brand Who of is, basketball they, to watch. Uh oh, what's what's his name? Oh, it slipped my mind too. Did the the behind the head dunk the other day that was oh, just nasty. Away. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it said up, up, and away yeah. was the was the tweet that they put out with his reverse dunk that he had, which by the way, he's built like a dadgum defensive end and plays that way. Like yeah, can we sign him too. Jesus. Yeah, uh, I know, right? Bro, uh, Troy, are we do you know through your CEO connections, is Amazon for sure gonna now start carrying Thunder basketball instead of Bally? Man, that was the that was the news that came out of uh uh what was it News Nine or something like that? Yeah, um, published that story. If that's the case, when did the, I didn't read the article? When did the they said soon, but like when are they talking about? I did this? not. I don't remember. I skimmed the article. I did not read read the Bro, article. That so. would be a game changer for viewing hey, attendance and stuff yes. like that. Can we can we also just real side note on Oklahoma City? Did y'all see the article on News Nine also about it was a Oklahoma the second uh, largest tower in America largest, largest tower in in the world? Yeah, they're not done either. The, apparently, there's more stuff being announced now. It will yeah. not be. It's it's not the world. It's the U.S. It's the second yeah, it's largest the because the it's Dubai the one is the largest, and then in the U.S. it's that new Freedom Tower where the World Trade Centers is the tallest. And this one will be right underneath it by like six inches or something. But like there's that. a there's a lot of. 
there's a lot of different things that are getting announced since since the city approved voted yes yeah voted yes like then you get the, 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 I can't remember that I saw like two or three different things of like propose this to build propose that to build yeah like the amount of jobs that that vote yep. might have just gained for the city is yeah. wild honestly yeah but you let know me, it doesn't me. really impact the city like that guys all the all get the out guys I want you out of my city and state get okay. out. So here's here's you know what we don't really have usually much insider information. I have some insider information. Oh, let's go. Do tell so, on on so what, I don't though? I, I don't want to name specifics. Sound. There's a yeah. there's a very large project going fairly close to downtown right now. Oh yes, right? you, I you know. Can, I you, you okay. Connect some I know dots. where this is going. Yep. You know my past fishing and connect some dots. Apparently, the budget of that has increased by forty percent since the. Uh, the Thunder Arena was announced already. Wow. Are they going to be... Would your context say that they're building the arena right next to their project? I uh, did not know that, but let's just say like there's a lot of stuff that's... Basically what they're doing is they're tagging on, from what I understand, 40% more budget. The The plan is, is what's being built now is going to be completed, and they're immediately going to start on another project. Is that, that going to be... Sports betting slash gaming. Okay, I plead the fifth. I, I plead know. the fifth. There I it actually is. Don't, actually, I don't actually don't know that for sure, but another 40% is... That's got to be what it is. That's got to... And look, if there is vacant land next to that project, if the stadium goes right there and the sports book is right off of it, along with a casino, holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a... And... and I don't know how the Paycom contract's going to work as far as the naming rights go, but if they do that, you know that they're going to be coming in big to pay to have the naming rights on that stadium as well. Yeah, it's... Troy is confused who we're talking about. Are you not, Troy? Or do you understand where we're going with all this? Can you guys just tell me after we get off live? Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's, uh, it's, there's the... The whole thing, which, by the way, I did see. Did y'all watch the Eddie and uh, what's your name's husband going back and forth on Twitter for like? Oh, yes. Days? Yes. Where the 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 she was or her husband was asking Eddie for his address for like 10, 10 15 tweets. I was like, bro, like, yeah. chill out. We're not trying to dock somebody on Twitter. Yeah, I got pretty. It got pretty interesting. And then also, can we also talk about this with Eddie? Because normally I'm all in Eddie's corner. Eddie got a lot of shade from one Dylan Gabriel as well yesterday. Um, yeah. A lot of shade uh, from Dylan Gabriel. He was not happy with. Obviously, uh, like, look, Dylan, Mr. we're all Eddie. in your corner. We think you. you're always a sooner. We know you listen to the pod all the time. So know that we uh, we love you. Know that we love you. We're not 100 percent. 100 percent. Very grateful. Without Dylan Gabriel. I mean, that discussion we had a few months ago. Is Dylan Gabriel the most important transfer that OU's ever had? I I still say it probably is. Uh, I still say it's not. I know. I still say he's second. Yes. At worst, it's second. Yeah. yeah okay. Can we all he, agree he on that? Yes. At worst, oh, yes. worst to second. At I think he, I think he has I think he has a point to be in the conversation for number one. I, I agree with Troy. I think he's not number one, but. That is not any shade at him when you look at who we're talking about as number one. Right. Which, by the way, hey, hey, Baker Mayfield, real quick. Congrats all around. First 
quarterback, opposing quarterback to ever get a perfect QBR at Lambeau. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So good. The, so aside good. from the aside from the fumble, which by the way, like I saw people trying to throw shade when that happened. I'm like, bro, like he was under duress like immediately. That O line did not do a great job on that play. Um, I don't really know that I could fault him too much for that, but dude, outside of that play, yeah, dude was just nails all day. Yep. He had a great game. He's looked looked more than capable at Tampa Bay, which has been really fun to see and exciting for him um in his quest there. So hopefully, hopefully that leads to a new contract for the the guy that's gonna have a uh, a baby soon. So yeah. do you guys know how many of the 27 are planning on enrolling early? It's like 20. It is 20. Yeah, 20 of the 27. I know, I think. It was what we were talking about earlier that isn't going to. I think uh, there are some that are enrolling in the next like three days. They will be on Tatum, campus. Tatum isn't. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Taylor Tatum isn't. Uh, Hold on. I've got a list. I've, I've got the list of signees that are. I the ones that are not. Here's the ones that are not. KJ Daniels. Sorry. Uh, Devin Jordan. Jeremiah Newcomb. Michael Patterson McDonald. Eddie Pierre-Louis. Uh, Zion Reagans. Taylor Tatum. Those are all summer enrollees. That's it. And Devin, I know for a fact, Devin Jordan talked to the staff about enrolling early, but apparently their track team has a potential to be very, very good and win some national awards this year. So he wanted to compete with his team nationally in track. And then, of course, you got Taylor Tatum, who's a baseball guy. So he wants to finish out his baseball season uh before he comes as well which hey. by the way the the other x factor we did not talk about i forgot to mention this we need to hope that taylor has a good year and not a great year because there is an opportunity where taylor tatum does not show up to campus this summer for ou because of baseball true he's that good in baseball look and, and you know what's crazy i want him on this team because sec baseball is legit baseball boys yeah it is it's actually yeah, like I might I might start watching every single OU baseball game when they go to the SEC because it boy, ain't no joke, man. Yeah, that is that is a tough league to play in. But he like he really is a guy that's projected to be drafted. The question is just what round and what the contract would be. But if he if he just goes nuts in baseball in the spring, I mean he could be like a top four round, five round kind of draft pick. And that that gets you in some conversation of what do you do with your life at that point. Yeah. So, but wow. yeah, all the rest there. And again, there's, there's one that's a big name and I can't remember who it is. Um, I want to say it might be Jaden Jackson, but I don't know that for sure. So I shouldn't have even said that, but somebody is foregoing the chance to play at an all American game oh, because wow. they're going to enroll and get here now. Like they will actually be at bowl practices. There's actually two or three players in that group that will be at the bowl practices. They're not allowed to play, but they are allowed to suit up and strengthen condition and practice with the team for the bowl. I can't do, could you imagine you're, you're like literally you get to finish high school. Like a couple weeks later, you walk in and you hear Schmitty, come on, big dog. <laughs> Bro, like they're going to be, there's going to be some guys in the world are hurt. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, dude. I'm, I'm actually like, when I look at this class, man, it is, Boy, like I, right. I like look at a retrospective again. This class, how it transpired, how everybody committed, how it all went down on signing day, 
and then like look at Lincoln. I I thousand percent prefer this. All right. So let, speaking of Lincoln, let's do pop quiz. Pop quiz. If y'all don't have it up, if you have it up, drop it on the uh, rankings for schools. Okay. I'm on the on three um, ranking. Okay. Okay. Where did USC finish? Twenty six. Jared. 29th 18 so better than what you all think but still not a top 15 not a top 10 class obviously where did everybody loves michigan michigan's the best team ever right where is michigan in the recruiting rankings oh 12 jared 23rd 17 y'all y'all are totally missing it a little bit but 17 that you would think that as good as Michigan has been, they'd be top mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Right? Um, no surprises to me in the top five. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Texas, Oregon. No big surprises there. Right. I think I think one of the bigger surprises is Auburn at seven. Yeah. A little bit, little bit of a surprise. Miami's paying dudes left and right to get in that top ten at eight. Florida State's at six, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then OU and Notre Dame – um, but, uh, another, another, well, let's, let's look, let's look, where do y'all think, um, where do y'all think Nebraska ended up? Well, they just got the number one QB in the nation. They gotta be right in that 20 range, right? 19. You tell me where they 15. end up. Okay. 19. Uh, Daryl's closer. 21, 21. Okay. All but, right. but hey, for them, they haven't been that high in a while. But hey, look, I, I know people hate on Rule, and I get the whole Nebraska hate and all that. I actually like Rule a lot. I think he could be a guy if you give him enough time. If they give him enough time, I think he could turn them around. So where's Colorado? Yes. Deion Sanders, where is he? You would think he's got a ton of big recruits, right? He's gotten some big one, but he's kind of more of a portal guy too, though. Like, he's a little bit like Missouri. They got, like, the Seton kid and one other, but outside of that, not a lot. So, if if Missouri's 23, they're probably... Is it a top 25? 26, 27? 36. Oh, my God. I was going to say 32. The 36. Over, under on 17 recruits in that class for Colorado. Under. Under way under, they only have nine commits. Woo. Nine now, their average is 90.75, but they have a really nice average, but way under only not, not even double digit recruits. Oh, here's here's Troy, you've got it up. Here you got it up because I saw some stuff and I don't remember any of the rankings because screw the Big 12. We hate the Big 12. The Big 12 sucks. Sure, what's the best ranked team? Big 12 team? Big 12 team, and what is their ranking? I think, oh, if I remember right, it was Texas Tech. And oh, I don't even think, I don't think they were in the, I think they were either like fringe top 25 on the ranking I saw. That is such a good it's, question. I think and it's it, Tech and then UCF. It is, it is Tech. They are 22nd. Okay. And then UCF's 32nd? UCF is next, and they are 33rd. Which, which service are you looking at, Troy? On three. Okay. Um... um 
Two four seven has it as TCU and then UCF. TCU is third um, at thirty fifth, so they're very close to each other. Where's Where is OSU? Shall 59. we look for for OSU? Is that you already pull pull it up? I've no, I'm not looking at it. That's my guess. On two four seven, they're fifty six. On three is sixty. They're sixtieth. They have no five. Or four stars. Only three stars. Five star hearts, baby. Three, uh, 16 oh. three stars and a two star. Okay, can we... Okay, I don't want to shame anybody or whatever, but did y'all see the Spencer Sanders drama? Yes. So I didn't realize this, and I don't know if I ever confirmed it, but I saw a lot of people on one of the comments. He never graduated from OSU. He wasn't a grad transfer. And then he just became academically ineligible at Ole Miss. So he didn't graduate from Ole Miss either. It's like you were in college for like nine years. Yeah, that's not that's not uncommon at most schools. That's one of those things where OU is a little bit different in that, especially with BV of pushing the graduation stuff through. But when you're at, I mean, I agree. But like when you're at, he was at OSU for what, four or five years. And then went to Ole Miss. You would think he would have got a degree at OSU at least. Yeah. So just weird. Anyway, I just here you weird. you want me to give you another random stat on the recruiting front today. What's that? How would you like to be Auburn and Hugh Freeze? Right. Who I'm looking at two four seven, not on three. Okay. Two four seven, and he comes in after the season they had, and you pull a eleventh ranked recruiting class. But you are sixth in your conference. I know. I know. We we just went eighth or ninth and we're fourth in the SEC. I mean, dude, like listen well, you're to this. Automatically, listen you're just automatically, the it's... just SEC alone. Here we go. One and two, fifth with Texas, right? Fourth with Oklahoma. No, we're not fourth. Oh, I know, sorry, eighth overall, fourth in the conference. Go. Eighth overall. Tenth overall is Florida. Eleventh overall is Auburn. Twelfth overall is LSU. Fourteenth overall is Tennessee. And then the next one is 18th overall with South Carolina. Look, here's here's the crazy <sighs> thing. It's 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 just like Formula One was a few years ago where you had like Red Bull and Mercedes. And literally it was like you knew one of those two was going to win the championship and everybody else was just fighting for third. That's how the SEC is. You got... Georgia and Alabama, Alabama. and who uh, flip a coin on who's going to be one really quickly. Uh, you have Georgia, you have Alabama, and you have Mr. Portal King himself, Ole Miss, and Lane Kiffin right now. Dude, Lane Kiffin is murdering the transfer portal right now. Dude, no, he's not murdering the the donors are murdering the transfer portal. It, bro, they are going to be so good next year. I'd actually considered going if I could to the Ole Miss game. I thought that would just, it would still be fun to go see that game. Not anymore. We are not. I do not see us winning that game at all with what they've brought in in the transfer Look, portal. I like, don't get me wrong. I used to hate Lane Kiffin when he was at USC and even like some of the Tennessee stuff or whatever. Like those days was not a Lane Kiffin fan since then. I kind of like Lane Kiffin a lot. He's pretty fun. <laughs> I love him on Twitter, but it's like, honestly, it's just like, He's also like, I mean, he's obviously a troll and a jokester, 
But like, he also just seems like he's kind of a humble dude to some degree. Like he's very full of himself. Right. But you know what I mean? But he's not one of those guys. It's like when he was at USC in Tennessee, it felt a lot of like, look at me, look at me. And it's like, I don't really feel like he has that anymore as much. He is a, a troll on uh, Twitter. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, boys. Well, we said we were going to go 45 minutes. We've made it an hour and 20. So you're um, welcome. <laughs> Miss you, Troy. <laughs> so true, though. It is so, so true. So, again, this has been our signing day recap. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of men's hoops. Um, it has been a good time. And so, again, please subscribe here on YouTube. If you're watching us now, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are not insiders. We are not reporters. We do not have paywalls. We do not have subscriptions. We simply are just guys talking sports. And so, again, if you want to do that around Oklahoma sports, this is a great place to be. We're having a great time. We hope you are, too. That's Jared. That's Troy. I'm Daryl. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye, Baker. Cha-ching, a Thunder Money Ball. And you can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the ball.